Just watching that video piece reminds me of the old hymn, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Isn't that the truth, though? That because he lives, we can literally face whatever comes. Why? Because we have been made alive in him, alive in Christ. Well, again, I want to welcome you to Bridge Church. And today, uh, we have interjected and sort of broke rank with what we were doing because we've been doing a series called Hallelujah Anyway, which actually is quite appropriate, and that has become a mantra for me. Hallelujah Anyway, in the midst of it all, be grateful anyway, praise the Lord anyway. And we've been doing that series, but it, it took, uh, we were going through the book of Philippians up until Easter, and now we've taken a turn where as we have prayed together, as we've leaned in together, I felt like we needed to address really what is happening here right now in the midst of this a global pandemic and what's going on with COVID-19, coronavirus. As many of you, as no, no, as all of you, as all of us together, are navigating all these new normals. I was at a large grocery store yesterday in our community, and it was interesting to watch how things have shifted a little bit. When this all first started, what I noticed was that people were very friendly, uh, making eye contact. Uh, kind of happy to see people after a week or two, but what I've noticed as this has gone on longer than maybe many thought it would, um, I'm noticing a, a, different, a different spirit. I noticed this yesterday, almost a, um, I would say, fear bordering on paranoia at this point. A lot of folks, as I was trying to engage them, wouldn't even make eye contact as though somehow we would spread germs by looking at each other and by smiling at each other and by engaging one another, and I've noticed it's, there's been a, um, a hunker-down mentality. I've got I've to protect, I've got to protect, I've got to protect. And here's the thing. We do always want to walk with wisdom 
in the midst of anything that's going on. We want to use good sense, wisdom. We want to listen to good counsel. However, I want to flip the script a little bit today and go a little bit of a different direction, not different, just to another level, and talk about what is happening in the bigger picture. Because here's the thing, as a follower of Jesus, there's never a point where we walk in fear, anxiety, or paranoia. In fact, the scriptures are very clear about that. But here's what we do know. Storms will come. It's not a matter of if a storm comes into your life, but it's a matter of when. And so I want to talk about this, that there are storms brewing, in the, and the, the forecast right now is for cloudy days, for stormy weather. We've experienced some of that here recently here in Texas. And so as we talk about this idea of new normals and engaging a new thing, I want to deep dive into the word, and I want to go towards a prophetic bent in the sense that the things that are happening are not shocking to Jesus. You do know None of this has caught him off guard. None of this has taken him by surprise. In fact, he has spoken in terms of things yet to come. And I want to share something from you from actually my pastor, Steve Berger, Grace Chapel, Leapers Fork, Tennessee, which is just south of Nashville. is where we were when we lived in Nashville. And Steve recently preached a sermon and a message in regard to this. I want to share some of that. I don't always read things, but this is so critical and so important to where we are. And it really sets up where we're going to go today as we talk about yet another storm from the Scripture. And listen to this. If I would have told you six months ago that a virus is coming that would cover the globe, infecting over one million people and killing tens of thousands in the first few months you probably wouldn't have believed it. If I were to tell you six months ago that a virus is coming that would devastate national economics and economies, investments, jobs, security, you probably wouldn't have believed it. If I would have told you six months ago that a virus was coming that would cause food shortages, bare shelves, fights in grocery stores, you probably wouldn't have believed it. If I would have told you six months ago that a virus is coming that would create fear and hopelessness and despair, leading to an increase in addiction, abuse, and suicide, you probably wouldn't have believed it. If I were to have told you six months ago that a virus is coming and that it would quarantine people Locking down the world, literally the globe, in their homes, preventing them from working, going to school, canceling sports and entertainment events, and yes, even not gathering for worship. You probably wouldn't have believed it. And yet, every single thing I've mentioned and more has happened to us. Life has changed in a moment. Our world has been shaken, and truth be told, will be shaken harder before this is all over. As this shaking happens, and as we feel the impact of this, the world's response is just as Jesus said it would be. Listen to this, Luke 
Chapter 21, verses 25 and 26. On the earth, distress of nations with perplexity, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. God has told us repeatedly that troublesome things would happen, that people and nations would panic as a whole as though they are being shaken. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 27, that all of creation will be shaken and removed so that only unshakable things will remain. Since we are receiving a kingdom that is unshakable, let us be thankful and please God by worshiping him with holy fear and awe. And so while all else is shaking and on the very verge of being totally removed, there is an unshakable hope to be found in God's unshakable kingdom. This hope is available to you today. Receive it and then worship God with holy fear and awe. Listen to what the apostles said in terms of what is happening, not specifically with our pandemic, but with the signs of the times. We have to understand that God told us through the scripture that things would occur in the last days. Do you know we are in the last days? We have been in the last days since the resurrection of Christ and the church age came on in the book of Acts in chapter 2 when the church was birthed in a new fresh way. We have been in the last days. And that today we are one day closer than we were yesterday. We are getting near to the end. About two and a half years ago, my coach, my mentor, my pastor, my friend, Max Lucado, attended a conference that was made up of all of the top Bible translators in the world. They came together for a conclave. In that, they agreed that as the Word of God has been translated into both spoken and unspoken languages across the world, that there was this place, this area on the map, on the globe, called the 1040 window, and that that was the last bastion of change. That was the last place whereby the gospel had not quite reached and been preached and translated. And there was a concerted effort where they had been working in various areas on their own. They made a decision at that conclave to come together, work together to translate the Bible, the scriptures, the gospel into languages that would literally, in a very real sense, close the 1040 window. In other words, every people group on the planet will have heard the gospel when this is done. They projected it could happen within two to five years. That was two and a half years ago. The Bible says that when all have heard the gospel, when the word has gone out across the earth, then the end shall come. We are two and a half years closer to the decision that was made by the top translators in the world to get the gospel into the 1040 window. It is happening today. I believe that what we are seeing, even with this pandemic, is just the beginning. In a very real sense, the birth pangs that the Bible talks about. I'm not a woman. I've never given birth to a baby. But I have, been given, I have given birth to God ideas. 
And I know that there is a gestation period and then there is pain before birth. I was there when my daughter was born. And I didn't know if someone could scream like they screamed in that birthing room. The pain, the anguish. Oh, but after it was over. The beauty. You ask a mother, was the pain worth it? And of course, as they're holding that baby, they're going to say, absolutely. Look what was produced. We are in the place of birth pangs here in the earth right now in history. Now, here's the thing. We can get really nervous about all that. Oh, my gosh, it's going to get worse before we... Be- oh, my gosh, the sky is falling, said Chicken Little. Oh, it's going to get worse, but here's the thing. And we're encouraged by the scriptures. Listen to Paul. Paul said in Hebrews 11.10, We wait for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. A heavenly city with God-made foundations, unshakable and unmovable. And Peter says this, According to his promise, we look for the new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. There will be a new heaven and a new earth. See? As it appears to get worse and the birth pangs increase, what is going to give way to new life, new birth? And he will make all things new and he'll restore, be the restoration, the renewal of all things. Listen to what John says in Revelation 21. Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true. And faithful. All the craziness. All the madness in the world today. Really is hope filled. It is a shot over the bow. It is a warning shot. It is our wake up call. But it's a wake up call to better and good that is to come. See we have our hope in another place. Another kingdom. An unshakable kingdom. Luke 21, 28. Now when these things begin to happen, look up, lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. So while it would be easy to say, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. Everything is going to hell in a handbag. Oh my goodness. I, there, no more toilet paper on the shelves. I can't find a paper towel. One. What is happening here? I mean, while we are losing our minds, and let me just, let me say one thing before I even take another step in this. I am not diminishing the pain, the heartache, and the despair that many are experiencing right now. Those who have lost loved ones, those who have have contracted this, this coronavirus. So please don't hear what I'm not saying. But I do boldly want to say something. That if you are already a follower of Jesus. Then you have a choice to make. And you can choose faith 
over fear. You can choose calm over chaos. You can choose peace in the midst of the storm. That is the gift that God has given you in Christ. The ability, the grace gift to choose life. Choose life. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We choose life. Choose this day whom you will serve. We choose life. Will you choose life today? No doubt we're in a storm. No doubt we're in it. No doubt we're seeing the birth pangs of what is to come. But listen, you do not have to be afraid. You can be encouraged. Remember, the scripture says, look up because your redemption is drawing closer. We are one day closer to the day that we claim we all long for. And that is the day that we see him face to face. The day when he looks us in the eyes and says, well done, my beloved. Well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Enter into your rest. We're one day closer. Listen to this. There was another storm in the scriptures. I'm calling this the forecast calls for storming weather. We've been talking about storms. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, if you have your Bible, I invite you to turn there. We're not going to be showing on the screen the words. We've got them up there, but I wanted to get in close because I, I want you to see my eyes. I want, to, I want you to see my heart as I deliver this today. Listen to the scripture. Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone, this is Jesus speaking after he had delivered the sermon on the mount. And he had laid out, this is what the life looks like. This is what it looks like when you have given your life over to me. This is what it looks like to be in me, to be in Christ. He says, therefore, everyone who hears these words, that's Matthew 5, 6, and 7, all three of those chapters, of mine, and puts them into practice, is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. In verse 25, the rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. What we are talking about here is laying strong foundations and in a very real way, storm-proofing your life. Because as we are entering into the birth pangs of what I believe are the last days, the last of the last days, we've got to be ready. We have to have our life storm-proof, building our life on a sure foundation. And that foundation is Jesus Christ. Making Him not only the Savior of our life, but also taking it to the next step and declaring that He's also the Lord of my life. He's the master of my life. I am not the master of my own fate. He is the master. He is Lord. Jesus is Lord. It's the Lordship of Christ. That house did not fall because its foundation was built on the rock, the rock, which is Jesus. Verse 26, but on the other hand, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. Now listen to that. Like a foolish man. In other words, for those who choose to ignore Jesus himself and what he has said, what he has asked of us, 
He says this, we'll liken them to a foolish man who built his house on sand. Look what it says. Verse 27, the rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. See, we have a choice here. We can build our life on the rock. That's Jesus Christ. You say, well, I don't get it because I don't understand this following Jesus thing. I mean, I, I was baptized as a baby, and then I kind of grew up in church, and then I went through cataclysm, and I, I, I've done all that. I, I feel like I've, I'm where I'm supposed to be. Let me, let me just say something. To follow Jesus is to follow him daily. It's to walk with him on an ongoing basis. It's to have a relationship with him that supersedes religion, supersedes ceremony. It supersedes tradition. It supersedes the things we're comfortable with and takes us out of the boat onto the water, walking towards Jesus to be with him, such as Peter did, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago. And so really, I mentioned this earlier, what we are seeing in the earth today should cause us to look up and to say, Lord, Lord, not just buddy, not just friend, but Lord, King Jesus, I cast down my idols. You know, I've not talked about that much here. I am a grace guy to the max. I mean, I brim with it. I overflow with it because I've needed so much of it, and God has been gracious to me. However, and I'm flipping the coin. There comes a point where we have to say, I am going to put away earth, worthless earthly idols. The things that have garnered my attention and kept me from him, I'm going to put them away. I'm going to repent. I'm going to turn, and I'm going to go the other way. And I believe that what God is doing with the beginning of these birth pangs that we're seeing in the earth today, it'd be easy to look at history and go, well, wait, there was a big volcano. It wiped out thousands of people. There was a tsunami a while back, and, and yet Jesus didn't come then. Well, let me tell you, we have never had and never seen a global pandemic like we're seeing now. This is new. This is on a scale that is unlike anything we have ever experienced. It is a shot over the bow. It is a warning shot. It is your wake-up call, if you're listening to me today, it is your wake-up call. And God is calling us to put away worthless idols, earthly idols, and say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm tired of playing church. I'm tired of playing religion. I'm tired of acting the part. I'm tired of having a bracelet and a T-shirt and a license plate and a bumper sticker. And just because you listen to Jesus culture and hear Hillsong on your playlist does not make you the kind of follower of Jesus that God is asking us to be. He's calling us out. He's warning us. He said, when these signs start to happen, let it be a warning that these are the beginnings of birth pains. And so while our hope is beyond what we see today and our hope is beyond the pain, beyond the sorrow, beyond the loss, beyond the inconvenience, beyond all that's happening in this world, our hope is in another kingdom, in another place. We still have to navigate this with grace. 
So I'm calling to you as the scripture calls to all of us. Let's put away our idols. Let's refocus, recenter, recommit, reconnect and say, Lord Jesus, would you dare to ask him this question? What is it in my life that is distracting me from you? Just invite him. Invite him to call out the things that the Bible would say that's idolatry. It's something that has come between you and him. It's blocking your relationship. The rain came, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house. A storm did come. It came to the good house that was built on the strong foundation, the rock. But it also came to the house that was built on sand. Storms will come, not if, but when. And let me tell you, I told my daughter this. We were having one of those deep daddy-daughter talks about this whole scenario. Been processing this with her and listening to what she's saying, how she's interpreting these events at 19 years of age. And I told her, I said, you do know this is not the last thing. That next year, it may be something else. It could be another thing. It could be another 9-11. It could be another war. Wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, calamities, all these various things. By the way, coronavirus is a pestilence. It's, it's right there. And I said, so the idea is this, is that we don't live in fear. We actually live in great faith of saying, wow, this is the beginning of what's to come, which means we're this much closer to the renewal of all things. So for the follower of Jesus, this doesn't dash our hope on the rocks. This doesn't take us out. This doesn't cause us to hunker down, begin to hoard products and go into fear. What this does, this should stir up life. This should stir up, this should, this should make your worship and your praise go to a whole nother level. This morning I came in with this anticipation and excitement of worship because I've been swimming in this and thinking about this. And it's exciting to me because we are closer to the day when we will see him face to face. As excited as I am about the reunion we're going to have in our church family. And I'm telling you, it's going to be a party in this place. We're going to celebrate and we're, we're going we're to go all out. It, we're just going to enjoy when that day comes and we're back together, we're, we're going to celebrate. And as exciting as that is to me, and it is exciting, I'm a little hug deficient right now, I'm just saying. But what really excites me is the party that's going to happen when we're all before him face to face. And we say, you know what, this is not a surprise. We had it written in the word. We knew it was coming. You prophesied it. You said it. And here it is, and now we're here together, and we're before you. And those 24 elders, move out of the way, because I need to be at the throne. I need to be before my Father. I've been waiting for this. I've been living toward this moment my entire life. My earthly life was geared toward this moment. There'll be a great reunion. Jesus wraps up this whole thing. It says, when Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching. They were amazed. They'd never heard anything like this. And look at verse 29. Because he taught as one who had authority. Exousia is the Greek word. Exousia. 
It means authority. He taught as one who had exousia, authority, and not as their teachers of the law. I come to you in love today. My heart is to be kind, but it's also to be firm and to be clear. We need to hear the clarion call of God in this day, the prophetic call on our lives. The shot has gone over the bow. The wake-up call has gone out. The warning shot has been fired. What will we do with our remaining days? How will we live differently knowing that we are in the place of birth pangs? Closer to the second coming of Christ. Closer to the day when that trumpet will sound. And out of the east he will come. Riding on a stallion on a horse. How will we live different knowing that it's imminent? How will we live different knowing that we're one day closer to his return? As we end today, I want to end with this scripture. It's Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know, we know, we, not that we know here, we know scope, we know, we know in our knower, we know in our heart. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him who have been called according to his purpose. Everything we're experiencing right now, though in the temporary and what's right in front of us may not look good, it will work out for our good. Why? Because we are the called. We are those who love him. And because of that, he will work for the good. As we enter into this season... My prayer for you and my encouragement to you is this. If you're listening, you're watching, and you have not stepped over the line, you have not gone all in with Jesus. I heard Bill Johnson say this many years ago about pushing my chips to the middle of the table. I'm not a poker player, but I know that's what you do when you're, when you're going big. All in, chips to the middle of the table. Have you done that with Jesus? I'm not talking about your background, your history, your I'm not talking about your tradition, your religion, where you grew up. I'm talking about in these days, right here, right now, in the season that we're in, in a season of new normals, have you pushed your chips to the middle of the table? Have you said, I am all in with Jesus Christ? I am all in. No matter what happens, no matter what comes, I am all in. He is my Lord. He is my Savior. He's my King. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He's the Lord of my life. He's my master. I am all in. I want to invite you right now, right where you are, wherever you're listening, I want to invite you to push your chips to the middle of the table. I invite you to go all in. I invite you to repent, to turn, and to say to Jesus, I want you to be my Lord and Savior. I don't want to just go to heaven. I want to bring heaven here to me and experience that here. When heaven invades earth. We're not living for that day. We're living here and now, knowing that day is coming. And we have that hope. That is our anchor of the soul.
So right where you are, would you bow your head? If you can, close your eyes. Would you pray this simple prayer with me? Would you say, Lord Jesus, I have sinned. I have fallen short of your glory. I repent of my sin. I turn my heart and my life to you. I give you my life. I give you my past. I give you my present. I give you my future. All that I am, all that I have, I give to you. Save me. Lord, save me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and empower me to live the life that the Bible talks about. Thank you for saving me. Thank you that I am born again. Thank you that I am a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer right where you are right now, let us know. In fact, we want to send you something. I have something I want to get to you that will help you. It's written by Max Lucado. And it's just a, a, a simple, what do I do now? What are my next steps? And if you'll write me at info at bridgefbg.com, I'll send that out to you. I'll just mail it to you. I want you to have something that will help you get started on your road and, and your new walk in Jesus Christ. So do write us. Let us know. I prayed. I, I prayed that prayer. I received Jesus. I want him to be my Lord and my Savior. I want to be excited about what's going on in the earth, not fearful, not afraid. And so I've given my heart to Jesus. And if that's you, do let us know. Uh, and give, when you do email me, uh, be sure and give me your, your mailing address so I can get that to you. Thank you again for joining us today. I hope you'll be encouraged, not discouraged throughout this week. Because though the warning shot has been fired, we have a hope that is unshakable because we serve an unshakable king and we live in an unshakable kingdom. God bless you. Have an amazing week in Jesus.